tonight is uh, December 5th, which is the Campus night. And uh, this tradition is at the same time very contemporary and very fresh. Yet there's also a Byzantine chronicle from the 10th century, which actually describes the Yule practices of some Swedish warriors. And it, they describe it in a way that really seems familiar. Um, they were dancing around wearing animal masks and skins and clashing their weapons, shouting tool, tool. And some have argued that perhaps they actually shouted Yule, the Scandinavian name for the Christmas midwinter holiday season. Um, in this uh, video, I'll describe this wild and animalist Christmas ceremony, the Campus Lauf or uh, Campus Run, here on December 5th. And this is a kind of info that I'm, I'm trying to make available in the calendar of Nordic animism that I published recently. And you still have the time to order it and get it before Christmas. Um, my name is Rune Jane Rasmussen. I'm a Danish historian of religion and uh, early career scholars such as myself, we live very precarious lives. So um, now I have a Patreon page for people who'd like to support my work to develop Nordic animism as a perspective on scholarship and cultural activism uh, and to create projects such as this animist runic calendar. Uh, and I should mention that considering the time and competence and quality that went into this project is almost a, a kind of a misanthropic in initiative, even though we, we do um, take a prize for it. Right, <clears throat> compost is like an amazing phenomenon uh, because like who would have thought that culture from the part of the world that gave us Heidi novels and Lederhosen and Jodling uh, would actually go and become seriously cool. And that's exactly what's happened today because this campus packed and complex is an absolutely marvelous tradition that comes from these alpine areas around southern Germany and Austria. Uh, and today is really going global. And uh, I'll get back to that a bit later. Um, and it's really a kind of performance of what is sometimes called the wild hunt, uh, an idea with roots far back into prehistory, I would argue. Um, the idea that the Christmas or Yule time holiday at the depth of winter is sort of brought by this procession or, or hunt of wild and monstrous beings like trolls and revenants and devils and animals, animal hybrids and so on. And uh, um, they're often led by a figure that somehow personifies this holiday. And this is a general theme in Nordic animism that a deity is moving through the landscape uh, by an idol being carried or sometimes like personified by masqueraders and so on. And this kind of personification that, that is obviously an organic thing. It changes through the ages. In the Viking Age, the, um, the typical Yule masquerader was probably the, the god Odin, and maybe I'll make another video about that. But then through the times, different figures have, have taken this role, like the Yule goat is really important in Scandinavia, Saint Nicholas, Saint Knut, Saint Stefan, Santa Lucia, different saints, and a number of witch-like dangerous and wild goddesses are like female figures such as Luce, Perta, Grula, Frau Holle, Hulda, Hathora, whatever they're called. And these figures are enacted in, in processions that have all often functioned to bring light. The logic seems that in the dark, the dark spirits in the darkest time of year bring light. And um, this behavior is also actually 
tested in Sargas, this masquerader wearing animal skins. Uh, and up through the, the ages, these masks uh, or this masking persists. Often there, there have been these horned goat masks, and sometimes there's been straw uh, and uh, making costumes of straw and so on, typically from, from a last sheaf which then creates this almost hybrid figure, which at the same time is goat and human and harvest somehow, almost as a chimera of, hu of the human being and her primary relations like plant crops and livestock and so on. So here on the, on the night of December 5th in parts of Germany and increasingly throughout the Western world, the, this devilish figure of Campus takes to the streets. And um, the celebration is held on St. Nicholas Eve, the evening before St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, on December 6th. And the reason is that uh, the evening of December 5th, uh, that like Jews, Northern Europeans always counted the day as beginning from dusk. And this is the reason we also have Christmas Eve. The day begins at evening. So Christmas Eve at December 24th is really the beginning of Christmas Day, which we normally call December 25th. It's the same that when the Jews open the Shabbat on the Friday evening, even though Sabbath is actually uh, Saturday. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, on the evening of, of December 5th, these uh, campus demons will come through human communities. Typically, they'll carry fire and they, there's this idea that they come from the wilderness or from the mountains and so on. And the logic in this ritual is really ancient, the idea of bringing the wilderness into town. It's rather typical, actually, of Nordic animism. At different times of year, people also carry flowers or leaves or branches of specific trees into their houses or communities for ritual purposes. But the amazing thing about campus is the way it's spreading around the world today. In, in, in the US, this absolutely stunning tradition is seen more and more. In Holland, there are people who have started doing this. In England, there's a small town called Whitby with some really brilliant people who have managed to successfully make this a really big thing, the Whitby Campus Run. And uh, here in Denmark, I'm, I'm part of a group who's trying to reclaim the Nordic Yulgo tradition with inspiration from the German campus uh, trend, you could almost say. Uh, and I think it's a really beautiful example of how traditions that are really ancient suddenly resurge and spread from uh, one area and back into areas where closely related systems really used to be. Like in, in Northern Europe, we've seen this with the, um, the All Hallows traditions from the Americas, where they have these wonderfully expressive American forms such as Halloween, and we used to have it. I mean, I remember carving lamps out of beets as a child, but that disappeared. Uh, and then these kind of rituals, they live and disappear and re-emerge in new forms, uh, sometimes also with new concepts and new motivations. So now we have Halloween in, in, uh, in Denmark. Uh, my little daughter calls it Halloween. Uh, it's not called All Hallows in our own language anymore. But it's, it's the same sort of way of relating to that part of the year. Uh, and and uh, this also means that... that uh, there can be new motivations, new concepts in it, but somehow, somehow there's also some of the same, the basic idea, for instance, with Campus or Christmas, that there are monsters streaming through the dark time, and these monsters bring light. Perhaps they bring the holiday it itself. Perhaps their wild behavior represent a shaking up of the world that sort of renews it somehow or they receive sacrifices or offerings and and people have been giving to the wild hunt specific things alcohol or something like that um, 
And there's also something about this, this ritual where a practice can yeah, uh, be attached to different motivations. For instance, Campus is carrying branches. If you look at Campus on YouTube, it's punishing and beating the, the naughty children. And this is a very like Biedermeier sort of bourgeois morality, really. But these branches for striking, that motif is also found in other situations, in Nordic animism, Nordic traditions, where, where it has like a purifying effect. In Norway, people after uh, Christmas would go through the house and beat on all the furniture to clear out the dwarf's spirit, connected, associated with Christmas. That was, it was important it was there, but it was also important to, that it was cleansed off somehow afterwards. In, Dan in Denmark, you have a carnival tradition where masquerading children would beat on the bed of their parents with these kind of branches, with candy tied onto it, a kind of fertility symbol. And so this kind of motif, the symbol beating here, is... Uh, is an example that, that, uh, that meanings can, can change quite a lot. And it looks to me like that when I look at social media, campus representations, that this very Victorian logic of punishing children is sort of being replaced with a different kind of naughty. Often you see these images of campus where there's an erotic spanking thing going on. And, and I think it's very characteristic of rituals that they can be linked with very different meanings as they live and change through history. So when I compare these 10th century Swedish Vikings with contemporary Campus, then of course there is a significant caveat, and that is that we don't know anything about what they thought, the meanings that they attached to it, and that can be as different as purifying, punishing, and conferring fertility, or, you know, or even more different. Um, and and, and one thing is for sure, and that is that it's changed a lot through the centuries. But still, this wearing of masks and animal skins, behaving wildly around midwinter, that in itself is probably an ancient, ancient behavior, which is now resurging throughout the Western world. So um, take a look at the internet and see if there's a group of hippies somewhere in the area that, where you're living to, that are working to bring back to life this uh, ritual that is so incredibly ancient that the Emperor Constantine of Byzantium might have seen Swedish Vikings perform it, an early version of it. You know, it might even be represented on Bronze Age rock carvings, you know. Uh, but still that it's so contemporary. I think when you look at the, gym, uh, the German versions of the rit ritual, it's so clear that a big part of its power comes from the fact that it's so contemporary. It makes me so happy to see uh, the wild hunt enacted in a fire-breathing sports car. You know? It's very yeah, contemporary and, and black metal music is played and so on. Um, and uh, yeah, this is just an example of the many traditions of seasonal animism that you also find indexed in the Nordic Animist World Calendar that has been produced and can be ordered. Uh, you can still get it before Christmas. Uh, the calendar is almost made like a little lexicon where you can sort of look up all these kind of traditions on the backside of each calendar sheet. And you can ca uh, contact me through the calendar page uh, or the Nordic Animism Facebook page. And then you can, if you want to, to order and uh, buy the calendar, and then I'll send you the details. Great, but uh, happy Campusnacht uh, to everybody out there and uh, see you around.